0: The, young guy the, like you the belgian press is waiting for you uh, uh, boy yeah. young guy george bv if you expect to go to Belgium this year which i know you do <laughs> i'm going very, i'm going very careful what you say no. now uh, by, no, I guy, got by, by the way by the way i am not going to belgium so i'm going to say whatever i want to say but george just be real careful <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to the move podcast talking about the 2024 cycling season, not just the men's side, but also the women's side. It's shaping up to be, uh, yeah, uh, one to watch good for us. Good for you. Uh, I'm Lance Armstrong sitting here in Austin, Texas, joined by JB Hager, also in Austin down the street, JB, I'll see you later. Thanks for picking uh, yeah. my little, uh, audio box from the last show too. You know, sometimes you just got to turn a knob and you things know, it's, get it's, repaired. It's the, it's the most <laughs> fucked up. Please. Who put? By the way, who put? Why do we need so many knobs? Like, just I'm, I'm just a dumb kid from Plano. Like, give me like one knob, right? Over over there in Madrid, the other JB, Johan Brunil, who definitely knows what to look for in the 2024 season, and all the way over down to Carolinas, it's
1: George Kingcabbie. George, what's up? Hello, guys. Good to be back on the show. Yohan and I just finished a really fun uh, show with Ekimov, the legend of the sport, uh teammate of ours. And uh, we just wrapped that up a couple hours ago. So it's super fun to catch up with him. Guy had an amazing career. You know, I'm, I remember
0: as being a, even as a junior, you know, he was, they were, everybody was talking about Ekie. His name is Vachislav Ekimov. Other people call him Ekimov, but those who were close to him, like we were, we just call him Eki um you you've you've heard us talk about him a lot um of course uh you know look at johan's shirt right see in the douches right that was that's his quote uh, that that was an, <laughs> uh, we, we'll just call it an Echieism. yeah uh, and that's so be sure to check yeah check that's that how we out. wrapped up
1: that's how we wrapped up the show is we had him explain to see you in the douches <laughs> yeah was uh, so fun. that's definitely
2: yeah. i mean it's going to be out in about uh, a week but uh, definitely want to, you know, you won't, you won't want to miss the stories. They're amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, we get a lot of questions like, what does that even mean? Isn't that strange? You made shirts. That Like, seems a little <laughs> risque. So yeah, <laughs> l- l- listen to the show. You know, you just needed a guy from St. Petersburg who who spoke broken English to give us something that we said for a very long time. Yeah. There it is. Uh, before we jump into all the action and all the stuff that we've, um, that's on our radar for 2024, Today's show brought to you by Zwift. We are in the middle of indoor cycling season and the We Do Club is popping with over 1,500 members joining our weekly rides. That's either We Do Wednesday, which is a casual cafe ride, or Suffer Sunday, specifically for our fellow Suffer lovers. There's never been a better time to get started riding indoors with Zwift. Zwift Smart Trainer, the Zwift Hub, is now at better value than ever. For only 599 bucks, not only do you get a smart trainer with a pre-installed cassette of your choice for a no-fuss setup, but you also get a one-year of Zwift. Check this out. You also get free shipping when you enter the code ZWIFTHUB at checkout. There's more to do on Zwift than ever before. Join us for either We Do Wednesday or Suffer Sunday. Head on over to Zwift.com to grab your Zwift Hub. And don't forget that code ZWIFTHUB for free shipping. Also today brought to you by Bicycle. Bicycle has evolved the way pre-owned bikes are bought and sold. They're a band of riders building a community who expect more from their bike marketplace, more security, clarity, and more connection. Selling a bike has never been easier based on the bike brand, model, or condition. Their algorithms suggest a selling price to help you move your bike quickly. And our template makes it easy to create a listing, check this out, in less than three minutes. Sellers can opt in to receive a bike box and packaging material sent directly to your door. Bicycle also manages logistics by supplying shipping labels, and we coordinate pickup at your address, so no need to dig through the dumpster at the local bike shop for a bike box. I mean, that's for real. Bike boxes are impossible to get. Anyways, uh, if you're thinking about selling your bike, you got a pre-owned bike. Uh, check it out. Head on over to buy cycle. That's buycycl com. Buy cycle.com. Enter the code. We do 24 gets rid of the seller fee. Again, that's buy Use the code. We do two, 24. Let's talk about speaking of two, two, four. Yeah. See what they did there. Uh, let's talk about 2024. How do you want, how do you want to go about that? Is this a thing we, we, we touch on, you know, store highlights or you want to go chronologically? Uh, how, how's this go?
2: Well, I would like to, you know, a few things. We, I think we should uh, look at the classics, look at the grand tours, and then look at the championships, the, the worlds, and this year also the Olympics. I think those are the three main focuses of the season. Uh, but first I would like to um, get your guys' opinion on, you know, we've talked about the, the trades and transfers and how the, the transfers could impact the, the season. Um, and, and if we look at one of the main, I mean, since one of the main riders, one of the big four, as I would like to call them, has changed teams. I'd like to have your opinion on how that could change the 2024 season. We're talking about Primoz Roglic, who mm-hmm. left Jumbo-Visma, went to Bora Hansgrohe, who's now uh, partly taken over by Red Bull, by the way. Um, so, um, what do you guys think will change, uh, for the grand tours with primos have Primos being his, the sole leader of the team, focusing you exclusively on the tour de France and having his former Jumbo Visma guys as
0: rivals. I think it's a huge change. I, I, I think, and, and I think, um, Look, Primož Roglič is not as much as I love the guy. The the calendar doesn't lie; he's just not getting younger, right? This comes, uh, you know, for my uh, taste, maybe a year too late. But um, Mm -hmm. he's not getting younger. I I love the move. Um, I I think this is a perfect setup for fans. I think, and let's not forget, not only do you have Roglič going to another team, racing against his old team, so you have him truly independent, but you have uh, Remco right? so you if you if you want to talk about the tour, now you have four stars, let's just call it for now. Of course, the season changes all those
1: things. A- and four different teams. Uh, I think it's perfect. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. i'm 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 uh, going over the scenario of last year's first mountain stage up in Mari Blanc. We got Jai Hindley up the road. Um, and you have uh, Minddigigo and Pogachar fighting behind. Now I'll throw in uh, Primos Roglich on the same team as Jai Henley. With the amount of climbers that Bora has on their team, I really see uh, this, this huge potential for um, a strength in, numbers, some strength in numbers sort of situation with Bora. And for me, it's going to make the tactics, the racing so much more exciting to have Primas on another team. And yes, he's getting older, but the guy pretty much won every race he did last year and now throw on a team that's 1,000% behind him. Uh, it's going to be uh, fireworks, in my opinion. Yeah, plus add to that that I
2: think BORA is year after year building stronger and stronger. Totally agree. Uh, they have already announced their Tour de France team. Nowadays, you know, they just do that. <laughs> the main team's just announced their Tour de France team in January already. And if you look at the list they presented, it's scary. Uh, you know, they they are equal, <laughs> if not stronger, than 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 Jimbo or Visma and, and UAE. Uh, strange, we're not talking about Ineos anymore <laughs> uh, as being one of the the power teams, but uh, but I think it's going to be interesting. And, and you know, we, we we've read in the news in the last few weeks that they have this new partner um, or new owner now, new co-owner uh, Red Bull. So I wonder how that's going to impact, you know, the 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 functioning of the team. It's obviously more resources, and we know that these guys, you know, they they don't fool around. They want no. you know, the best of the best. So. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see, but I, I think Bora is going to be a big factor in the in the Grand Tours.
0: Uh, I 100% agree. And I think the Red Bull component, it, I don't think this is, the, I love how you teed that up, Johanna. Like We were going to talk about some random sponsor that nobody had ever heard about. Uh, I, I don't think they do anything just to slap their logo on a jersey or mm. a helmet or on a team bus or any marketing materials. I, I think they do it um, the right way. And, and, and it's funny, you can look at the brand of Red Bull and you think it's a, an energy, you just call it branded an energy drink. It really isn't. I mean, they've invested in sports science and, and sports physiology since the beginning. I've, I've been to their facility in Santa Monica. It is next level, right? This is the, this is a pro team's Sports Science Center and they have an entire staff there of sports scientists and sports physiologists like they aren't, they're not playing around. This is not, again, this is not a sticker on a helmet. I I think, and, and, you know, coming off, uh, off of last season when, uh, you know, cycling had their Netflix special and everybody in cycling thought, boy, we're going to be as big as F1. But well, that didn't happen. But I think that the entree or or, or the, the start of this Red Bull era could be something.
1: I, I, I see that and get real excited. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. It's an it's a established brand that has spent hundreds of millions of dollars on the biggest sports in the world. So for them to go all in, into a cycling team, yeah, we've seen it on, on uh, like Lance mentioned, stickers on helmets up until now with some of the best riders. But for them to take over a team, I think it's, it's, it's a great sign for the viability of the sport. And uh, like Lance said, it might be a start of, of a change that uh, we can witness firsthand just just I, I, and, and and we touched sorry jb right quick
0: i just as just, just to i mean i uh, just so everybody's cl- i'm clear and everybody can understand i mean uh primos is 34 years old that's and we spend how much time do we spend in amazement at how young this peloton has gotten he is the anomaly um and yes he he had a fantastic season and, and seemingly won everything that he entered except you know the tour de france um but still right? 34 is 34. And, and this generation of these, gener- this generation we're watching with all these young guys, It this is the year. I think I it, has still, be, it has to be 2024.
2: I think he still has it. I think, I think he still has it. He was on an amazing level uh, into 2023, you know, came late to the sport. So I think that's, that's an advantage. The guy, you know, basically took everything he knows, all experience from, from Jumbo. And now will apply his experience on on bora add that with all the resources they have um you know we have we had two of the older guys of the peloton dominating the 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 giro you know like garen thomas was great thomas is even is 37 and he was still up there so i still think it's possible as long as as the mind follows Mm -hmm. um but yeah but listen let's um you know this this about change in teams i think that's the major change uh We've seen that uh, Jumbo probably. I mean, they got they got a few stronger guys on, on board. UAE, I think, got stronger. Uh, they they hired a few interesting guys. But let's start with uh, with the classics. You know, classics Milan San Remo, Tour of Flanders, Paris Roubaix, the Gs to name the spring classics. What are we gonna What are we gonna expect? Will we see the same guys as always? I mean, basically, it's been until now, especially for Flanders and Roubaix. It's like the Vanderpool van Aert show, right? Uh, those two guys against each other. Um, um, Pogacar has decided that he's not doing Flanders. And Van Aert has decided he's not doing Milan-San Remo. So Van Aert is an interesting project, in my opinion. You know, He, he compromised his cyclocross season purely in function of the classics. And he focuses on Flanders and Roubaix as a Belgian. Those are the races he kind of has to win. Yep. So what do we, what do we expect there?
0: Well, we have, we have a resident, uh, expert in the classics. Why don't we ask him? <laughs>
1: well, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, up, up until now, this season, uh, Vanderpool has been unbeatable for the most part. Sure. Van are beat him in that one cycle cross race in Bennett but he crashed and as did Van are, they both crashed, but he's been unstoppable. And I'm, I'm sure like you guys mentioned, uh, Spencer, and you mentioned on the show that at worlds, he probably, he didn't even look like he was going full gas the whole time. and still rode away from everybody. Um, like on a total different level. Uh, so yeah, coming on to the classics. I do like Ben arts approach where, you know, he's been a bit more quiet. Uh, he's, yeah. he's got his, his goals well known. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I like that. I like that approach a lot. And he's got a new coach. He's, he's, he's uh, he's, he's working differently towards the season. He knows the race really well. He's got an incredible team behind him, uh, arguably perhaps a bit stronger than um, uh, Vanderpool's team for the classics. Uh, so i'm I'm liking a uh, Ben Arts uh, approach so thus so far. I'll add to that
3: name. We haven't mentioned uh, Pidcock, who also passed on Cyclocross worlds with
1: other ambitions for the season. Where do you put him? He's and I thought he's been mentioning more of a, a run at the GC at the Tour de France and doing more stage races and can never count out Pitcock though. I mean, if he wants to go for Flanders or Roubaix, he's, hes he's he can he's a rider that can do it all. Um, but everything that I've heard so far is that he wants to put more of an emphasis on, on GC riding this year. Johan, what would you your
2: Well, I think I think Pitcock's going to probably focus on Liège-Bastogne-Liège. I think that's what he's smart. You know, because it's going to be difficult for him to beat Van der Poel and Van Aert in, uh, in, in the, the, the cobbles classics.
0: Agreed. Liège-Bastogne-Liège
2: is, is an ideal race for him. Um, I've read that, you know, he's not, he, he's not... He doesn't have the ambition to win the Tour de France next year, but he wants to see where he can get. And he said something interesting. He said, I want to see if I can get top five. Um, Personally, I think that's possible, but then, you know, we have this, it's a special season and and especially we have these, uh, you know, multidisciplined riders who, you know, then focus on on the Olympics for the mountain bike, for example, in both Thunderpool and Pitcock, Uh, Pitcock for sure. Thunderpool is not sure yet, but they're they're going for the, the mountain bike in the Olympics, which is not very much after the Tour de France. So, um I think we have to look at the, the season until the tour and then whatever happens after the tour uh we don't know with those guys right but um is an interesting one um I think he has a huge potential um also for the Tour de France in my opinion um, but he, but he needs to I mean he will need to make a choice he will need to make a choice and focus on it he can you know he can climb he's you know he's he has a lot of resistance he can time trial too um, I even think he was world champion time trial at some point in the juniors. Um,
0: uh, he, I mean, he, he, look, he, he, I think he can easily win the mountain bike, the Olympics at the mountain bike, the, I'm sorry, the mountain bike race at the Olympics, right? He, mm-hmm. he should focus on that. Right. I mean, who cares if you get fifth in the tour de France? Yeah. You know how the, you know, how the Brits are, they love boy. <laughs> Gold medals in England, the man, that's, they're, well, they're a big deal anywhere, but they're really a big deal in England. That's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you guys, have you guys, especially seen- when the road course at the, in Paris is is not that selective He, you know, mountain bike is the mountain bike. You can select whenever you want. And I would think that's a better use yeah. of his time.
2: For Pitcock, I think it makes sense. You know, um, he is, I mean, and, and he has said many times, you know, actually Vanderpool under pool. it's a mountain bike is their favorite discipline. It's yeah. sad for sad sad to hear for everybody else who gets their ass kicked by them in the in the cyclocross and on the road races. But um no, I agree. Uh Pitcock is uh, the big favorite, I think, for the mountain bike for the mountain bike Olympic Games.
0: What was that, JB? Do you
3: guys ever recall having so much overlap with GC names and classic names ever in the history of cycling? Meaning we're talking about the same people. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah.
0: You have to go um, back to the Eddie Merckx yeah, era yeah, and you before. Go way, you gotta go way back. It, 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 that that ended. It, I mean, he did it right. I mean, he won Roubaix. You know, yeah. was, could could do those things, but that that was yeah. We had, no did, to answer your question. No, it's been a long time, JB.
2: No, in, in the in yeah in the in the Merck's era, for example, you had you know a guy like Raymond Pulidor winning Milan-San Remo, Merck's winning everything, Zutemberg being in Paris Roubaix. Uh, you know, but after that, cycling has been you know more and more specific and, and and these guys all of us I, I still think it's very specific these guys these guys are just exceptions
0: yep.
2: yeah yeah uh, uh this is kind of uh, i'd probably
3: lean on johan for this but who are some of those other outliers that you know like a mohoric who can win a classic that, that we should be mentioning looking going into the classics
2: Nah, for sure for sure you know i mean we can't we can't just be blinded by okay van der Poel versus versus van Art you know mohoric Uh, Pogacar is doing Milan Sanremo, not doing Flanders. Um, so, you know, I think he can, he can win that a guy like, for example, a a race like Milan Sanremo, if it comes back together with 15, 20 people, a guy like Jasper Philipson could win it. I think he's probably one of the, he's the guy, a guy that I expect a lot from, um, this year, um.
1: Dylan van, and Bar- Bar- Dylan van Barlow. Uh, Dylan Van Barlow, yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, now, with, now with Van Aert, so perhaps he gets the free card to play um, in, in, mm-hmm. in races like Flanders and Roubaix where you can sneak off the front and these guys sometimes can cancel each other, each other out. So if you have a good guy like that, they certainly are in the running for a while. Well, what we also, also have to have in mind
2: is that, you know, some people could probably benefit from this huge war and rivalry between Van der Poel and Van Aert and them trying to get rid of each other, kill each other. And and at, and at the end, both of them run out, run out of legs. It could happen. It could happen. And then somebody who's sitting like a Van Barla, for example, like a Mohoric, with one move can, could go and, and and win the race.
0: Mm. Yeah. You know, and I remember we had this debate. It's been probably nine months. We, we the, it was really between you, me and George, this debate over Van Aert. And Vanderpool. And and we sort of took the, George and I, I believe, took this position that Van Art was the superior writer and et cetera. And you took a really strong position that there was it wasn't even close, that Vanderpool was far and away superior. More a born. I said he was more of a born winner. Yeah. And so ever since you said that, let me ask you that question again. No, no, no. I'm, this is what I'm I'm just recognizing and acknowledging that you, you were right, as 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 always. Uh, but ever since we had this debate or discussion, it's it's just gone the other way. So I, I it's, there's a big question mark on Venart. Like, what, okay, I got it. You know, sure. skip, You know, uh, uh, dial back cyclocross, new trainer, et cetera, et cetera. Like, boy, how, uh, I'm curious.
2: Yeah. Well, let's not listen, you know, the, the, the cyclocross season is one thing I think we should separate that completely from what's going to happen in the classics. It's, it's, it's not, it's irrelevant. Right, in my right, opinion. Right, right. Right. Um, I think, I think Van Aert has realized that he needs to take a different approach and he, and he's doing it. So, um, I'm curious to see um i've seen sometimes in the in the big races in the long races that the last 10 20 kilometers he ran out of legs um is he going to focus more on the endurance uh, and make sure that you know he he races a little bit more conservatively um you know to van art's advantage van, van der pool is now in a position like he's the favorite it's his race to lose right um so, I mean, I would love to see him win one of those races. In Belgium, man, it's 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 hard for Van Aert, man. It's, he's, everybody loves him, adores him, but then still, the press is incredibly critical for him and saying, okay, you know, you're Walt Van Aert, you've done this or this, but hey, you haven't won Flanders or Roubaix, so you're not a real Flandrian. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Brutal. It's no. crazy. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: that's when you should move south, you know, guys. <laughs> how's Spain doing? Go down look some real estate. Hang down here.
3: Are they equally as as uh, tough on Remco?
2: The press can be tough on Remco too. Um, yeah, yeah. The, listen, the Belgian cycling press is not easy. First, they right. build you up, and then as soon as you're there, they 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 you're un, under a magnifying glass basically, and everything you do and say is all. Oh, I mean, it's
1: every every day. Be careful what you say because you know they listen quite uh, closely to what you say on our yeah, show. Yeah. The, yeah, but hey.
2: I don't care, George.
1: They yeah, can yeah, say whatever yeah, you want <laughs> here, here goes. The, <laughs> the next cue, the next obnoxious statement that
0: will be the headlines in the Belgian papers. These fucking idiots. Fucking yeah, oh, yeah. Belgian with these two you know, three dumb dumb Americans. <laughs> oh God, here goes. We do
2: here have a, I'm, I'm, I'm do have a huge following though in the, the move the move has a big following in uh in Belgium and some of yeah. our uh, whatever much of what we say in our podcast become headlines in the Belgian newspaper. So it's good to see, good to see. Uh,
0: actually, most of the things you say become headlines <laughs> in the Belgian newspaper. We don't, we're out, we're out of this part,
1: man. So and lay, we'll be, if, we'll on be us. doing a move. We'll be doing a move in uh, the park hotel there in courtrick right after a So, yeah. Uh, we'll be right yeah. there and we'll be right there amongst it all. It'll uh-huh. be exciting. But I was gonna say that it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch these preseason classic races, uh, you know, in the next month or so. The Parinistas, uh, Terreno Adriatico, just to see exactly where these guys are laying on the road and um who's doing what. And I think we're gonna get a much clearer picture on the the the, the real favorites um and the and the up and comers, the guys we haven't really mentioned yet. Uh, we're gonna see some new names. We're gonna see some new some new people, some new teams pop up and it's going to make, you know, the, the picture of the, the, the classics, the main classics, even more exciting, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What should we What should we talk about next? Uh, The
0: ground tours? Yeah. Let's get into it. What did you say, Johan? You had it laid out.
2: Well, you know, I said, you know, Pogacar for the double. Uh, I think this, that's, that's the interesting interesting fact of of this the season of the grand tours is that he has announced that he goes to the Giro and then goes to the tour um has cut considerably in, in into his spring spring class spring classic season um but still you know Pogacar's Pogacar and when he puts a number on his back he races so right um uh, my question is, and something I don't have the answer for, uh, what's the real reason for Pogacar to go to the Giro, right? Is it because he is interested in a legacy? He already won the Tour de France twice. He wants to win the Giro. I think the Vuelta, he could win that whenever he decides to participate.
0: Um, is that the reason? Is it no, because? No, is not, it because- not, not, none of those are the reason. Okay, well I, I know. I you were setting this up. This is a dumb question. I
2: know. I know what you're going to say. My my next is the reason exactly. The exactly. paper, as
0: George says, he going for the paper. Now uh, both both things can also be true, right? You can go for the paper, and you know, all you kids out there, you know what we're talking about. But for you old farts, that means a big fat check. You can go for the paper, but it's Bogachar You going to go for the paper and put a number on its back? When the numbers are on the back, he races, right? And and he doesn't know any he, he just wants to get the finish line before anybody else. But I mean it, or or, I've, or is I've, it I have I've gone to the Giro for paper before, I know, right? So um, or is it or is
1: it the, the third or fourth option we didn't discuss is that they looked at Vindigo's numbers in the time trial, so to speak, last year's time trial that were that much better than Pogacar, maybe not at a hundred percent, but clearly at like ninety-five percent. And they might think if if, Vin, if Vinny goes at his absolute best, then Pogotron might not be able to beat him. So maybe get a Giro win in and then hope they get uh, to be able to beat him in the tour. But it could be that as well. But I know if it was paper for you, Lance, you, it wouldn't have mattered. You still would have gone for the tour. And if it didn't fit in your schedule to to prepare uh, for the tour with the Giro, you wouldn't have done it no matter, no matter the amount of money, because the tour is still a lot bigger than the Giro, especially yep. for an American. Yeah. So.
0: You no, know, it was strategically it made sense that that particular year, but that was a weird year, right? That was a year that that never should have happened, and we were you know trying to catch up on being out of the sport for a few years. And but go back to ninety nine five. Never, never. I don't care what the paper was. Yeah, no, no way, absolutely no way. But that's but look, I'm not, I'm not. That's just, a, you know, that was our view, and that was then, and this is now. The sport's different, but I never yeah. heard of it.
2: And I think with a guy, I mean, I would not, I would not put it past Pogachar, you know, I mean, yes, George is true. Vingegaard was a lot better last year. We, I don't think we can judge Pogachar on his performance of the tour of last year. He was, you know, I think his injury in the basto was a big factor. Um, then, you know, the, the, the panic course to get back to a certain level to be ready for the tour, I think that took a stall. Plus, I think his way too aggressive riding in the beginning of the tour uh, was a bit of a of a mistake. So, uh, combine that with the fact that Wingergaard was just on another level. Um, but I I I think Pogacar can bounce back, man. I mean, uh, he's he's up there. You know, he's he's close to to Wingergaard, and uh, they have a strong team. Personally, I think the Giro, with uh, you know, with all due respect for the other participants, right. I think Pogacar can win that when he's 80, totally 85 he <laughs> percent. Totally agree. With the zero, totally agree. And then there's enough time to to be ready for the tour. Um, I mean, listen, it's, it's good for us, man. It's it's going to make it very interesting. Yep. Yep. I, yeah. Yeah. I, my my
3: my question for you
2: guys is: Which
3: position would you like most to be in? Would you like to be the returning champ of Vingegaard? Would you like to be Pogacar? proving that he wasn't 100% last year, would you like to be Roglic with a chip on his shoulder, changing teams, or Remco, who has a lot to prove as a GC guy? Which one's the best would you enjoy the most, I guess?
0: 100% Roglic. 1,000% Roglic. I'm telling you, he, he, I hope I wasn't trying to throw any shade or it didn't sound like I was. sounded like I was throwing shade, but <clears throat> absolutely. He's in the best position. I think
1: I agree. And he's going to a, a, a new, exciting project. He's, uh, he's uh, going into the season with a whole new, new motivation, uh, has a chance to win the Tour de France again, has been so close before. Um, now there's no excuses. Uh, so I think uh, I agree. I like Roglic's position, but to go back to pogachar doing the zero real quick, a lot of the guessing game has been taken out of it. I mean, these guys know exactly they've analyzed so much data on the, each of their riders. They know exactly how long it takes them to recover from what type of effort. How long he'll be good again after a Grand Tour? Um, so they, I'm sure they've got this pretty dialed in. Uh, we, we hope because last year we saw Pogachar winning Tour of Flanders and being so dominant of a rider that um, we weren't expecting that. But I think they they have a plan, and I'm excited to see um, see it come come together this year.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool.
1: What about the other guys?
2: So we have we have uh, we have Bogutchar, we have Vingegaard, then Remco. Uh, well, first of all, uh, Pogacar, Bringergaard, Roglic, and Remco, to name those four, I think I think it's safe to say, I mean, I wouldn't put anybody else next to them at this moment. Uh, you know, you could say, okay, you have Jay Hindley, who won the Giro, Um Bernal Bernal looking good again. Bernal who's co- trying I mean he looked really yeah. good at the Colombian championships but hey, that's the Colombian championships okay so he he says he says he has good feelings.
0: Yeah, uh, oh, I mean, wait, where George just dropped off. That's weird. He's dropped off the Zoom. <laughs> it's a, a,
2: okay. a, guy, a guy a guy from a from a
0: continental team one so uh baby steps baby steps. Look you you have yeah. the question marks around Bernal right? He's yeah. He's been very outspoken on you know he's feeling better and, and he's very curious, right? Then you have a guy like Carapaz, right? His tour ended after two days, right? All this hope and promise, you know, uh, big big new contract, boom, tour done in a matter of days, right? Get, you got to be curious about that, right? There's guys there. There's a handful of yeah, folks like that.
2: George, uh, the Lance. There's no Carapaz is is not even close to those guys. I think at the maximum he can be he can be at, on the third spot if if everything goes perfect for him and something goes wrong with the others, there's well, no I'm, way
0: you can. Beat okay. the I, I, I thought, I thought we were talking about people on the third spot. So, that, that okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> and
2: okay. then how, how do you best utilize Sep kus going into this season? Is he
0: That's right
3: back
2: into his role? Yeah. That's the one we are not talking about. We should, you know, he won the Vuelta. Uh, it's, I'm curious to see, you know, okay. Roglic is gone, which is obviously in Sepp Kuss' favor. Uh, and how are they going to use him? You know, uh, he's now a grand tour winner. So, um, but at the same time, having a guy like Vingegaard, who is, you know, the best climber in the world right now. Right. Uh, it's going to be difficult for Sepkus to have his own chances in the tour. Um, you know, he did start the Vuelta however, not being the leader and he won it. So, uh, it's up to the other teams to take, keep an eye on Sepkus, you know, and, uh, and you know, they can't, they can let them go, him go in the break because once he's up there, he's not going to lose
1: minutes anymore. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It looks like he's uh, not going to do all three grand tours this year. So God, maybe come, maybe coming into <laughs> the tour God. a little fresher, a lot more confidence. Uh, he's yeah. been there, done that. Uh, uh, hopefully yeah, he got a new from. country. He should have gotten, a,
0: uh, he shouldn't have got, he should have gotten a, a restructured deal. From from Jumbo Visma, and he should have put in there. Look, I'm not doing three three tours again. Just not. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm not. No. I don't care. No. no but he's going. He's
2: going tour in Vuelta. He's going tour in Vuelta. Uh, so we have uh, we have Pogacar who's doing Giro and Tour, um, Wingenard and Roglic focusing on the on the Tour. Remco also, and then then we have Wingenard who will also do Tour in Vuelta and Sepp also Tour de Vuelta. Um, Interesting, though, I've gone through the the programs of these guys, and the two big dogs, Vingegaard and Pogacar, will not meet each other until the start of the Tour de France. Wow. Not one single time. I don't know if that's on purpose or not, but it's
0: interesting, at least. Yep. Well, it's interesting for us. Right? Yeah. Right. I mean, it just builds... Yeah, it it builds the hype, the hype machine. Let's keep talking about the tour and the other races. And also, I want to spend some time talking about the women's peloton because it's structured a little differently this year, which I I think is interesting. But uh, we can talk about that. But before we do today's show brought to you by AG one, taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should at least be simple. That's why for the last six or seven years, I've been drinking AG one every day. No exceptions. And it's they're just not, there's none exceptions. It's non-negotiable. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. And it makes me feel energized, focused, strong, and ready to take on the day. That's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. If there's one product that I had to recommend to elevate your health, it is AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com the move. That's drinkag1.com the move. Check it out. Also today brought to you by HVMN. Do you guys see this? They, they they announced a new deal, speaking of jumbo, right? Mm-hmm. That's sort of the first time HVMN has come out, and and really we know that HVMN is the most commonly used ketone uh, in the peloton. But this is a big move, I think. Big huge, huge.
2: I think it's a huge move. Uh, uh, already, already, you know, it's it's commonly known in the peloton. A lot of teams have now said publicly that they're using ketones. So I think for HVMN, that's that's big.
0: Big. Yeah, that's a good one to to. to Hit your wagon too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they they did launch the world's first drinkable ketone in 2017. Ketone IQ is their latest innovation on ketones, with uh, improved effectiveness, taste, and cost. Uh, ketone, by the way, is also now available at any Sprouts throughout the United States. So for all you Brits over there, like Sprouts, what's that? Anyways, uh, you can save 30 percent off your first subscription order of Ketone IQ at hvmn.com/slash/the move. Again, that's HVMN.com slash the move. That gets you 30% off your subscription. Last one of the day brought to you by Tushy. We talked about it last week. I, I, I still, I still love it. I still love it. This thing pops up on my screen. I'm like, this is fucking amazing. Okay. I, I bought this thing from my wife. This is no shit. Full on ad lib. Here we go. I bought my wife. Not, we've only been married a couple of years, right? Y'all, all, y'all, you dudes, right? You know how it goes, right? happy wife, happy life, all this stuff. She'd been talking about, but only been married two years, been bet together for 16 for the entire time. She wanted me to buy a $5,000 toilet. Okay. Has anybody else, George, has Mel talked about this? A $5,000 toilet? No, I haven't. Maybe. No. What about Aaron? About that she, she nah. drones in for, is she ever Jones for those $5,000 toilets? I'm like, are Not you yet. crazy? You're in there for 10 seconds. You want 5,000? They said, no. Anyways, I'm like, I don't know if I got it on Instagram or where I saw this thing. I was like, whoa, there is an option where I don't have to spend 5,000 bucks. And it's called the Tushy. And it's, and and by the way, if I, and I put it in myself, the shit came in the mail. I installed it myself and that was it. And it like got hot, sprayed water and she was happy. And I just spent five grand. It's unbelievable. (laughs) <laughs> that that is a true story <laughs> i should have her on the show honey <laughs> look i'm saving you dudes money all right anyways for a limited time offer our listeners get 10 off their entire order at hello check this out hello tushy that's t-u-c-h-y that's hello use the code we do for 10 off and uh you know you guys can send us the 4500 we saved you HelloToshi.com. We do. I love that story.
1: I really do. <laughs> That's a it, good uh, one. Just uh, it, It's. In my, yeah. Before we move on to the latter part of uh, you know, post tour, post grand tours, I think we should also mention Brandon McNulty and Will Carter. Just had an amazing uh, well to the Valencia, and uh, I know it's just early season race, but they were racing against Vlasov, Butrago, some of the best climbers in the world. McNulty rode away from them on a very hard climb. And Wilbarta wins from a breakaway. So uh, Americans uh, to keep doing well this year. So, so far.
2: Yeah. McNulty McNulty impressive, man. He's, uh, and I've read an interview of his, uh, of his team manager saying that, you know, they really believe in him that basically, you know, they don't really, they don't feel good putting him at the service of, of the, of the leaders because he can win any race himself, Yeah, which is true. I think the guy's, the guy's a huge talent.
0: You, you know what else he's doing? He's getting better every year. Uh There's not, I mean, he came onto the scene and folks were like, whoa, who's this guy? But it's, it's so yes, but it's every year. He's just, he, he, he could do, I mean, we talked about Seth mean, Brandon McNulty can do it all right. He can climb, he can time trial. He's now got a ton of experience. He's getting better every year. You guys want to sit back and, and pick a dark horse for the season. That wouldn't be a bad one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I thought you I thought you were gonna say he's what else? you know what else he's doing, he's growing a mustache.
0: Well, I mean, look, this is listen, we we live in a day and age where it's there's this shit, this stuff is look, we don't get it, right? We are old. Um, but that's just happening, right? There's different looks and cycling's got, you know, every week there's a different cool thing. And we don't we just we just want to race bikes and watch bike racing. But yeah, uh
3: well, they've got Mcnulty on the schedule for u a e uh, We'll get a look at that at the end of this month and pairing nice. East, so they must see him as the one week
2: guy right
3: uh,
2: he'd be great well, in I think places. I think it's it's a great way for the team also yeah. to to take pressure off the leaders and have a guy like perform at the beginning of the year um it's great um we you know one one guy we haven't talked about I, I want to ask you guys' opinion about what do you think the chances are for Remco in the tour? where can he get you know we're not going to talk about winning um he did win one Grand Tour de Vuelta um last year two years ago sorry what do you guys think where can, where can he get at the Tour de France in his first participation
1: i mean i'm excited i'm gonna let george go first on that one i mean young guy the, the, like you the belgian press
3: is waiting for you george. Uh, yeah.
1: boy yeah young guy yeah,
3: yeah, george
0: <laughs> be, if you expect to go to Belgium this year which i know you do i'm going very, i'm going be very careful what you say yeah. now uh, by, I the got guy, not, by the
1: way by the way i am not going to belgium so i'm going to say whatever i want to say but george just be real careful i got nothing but love for the guy who won the welter Um, He's dominated Liege-Bastone-Liege. I was actually very excited to see the battle between uh, Remco and Pogachar and last year's Liege-Bastone-Liege because they were both on uh, very good form. So, unfortunately, that didn't happen. We all know Pogachar crashed. But, hey, man, a good Remco, incredible, world-class time trialist, uh, world-class climber, great team behind him, very good at positioning. He has all the tools that it takes to to be on the podium of the Tour de France. Um, So... I'm going to go out and go and say that he will be on the podium on the Tour de France. Ooh, I, uh, I have to disagree. I, I just I don't see it happening.
0: I don't see that's it. it? Be- <laughs> you got you got to elaborate? <laughs> you got to say what I, the two, oh, well, I, Not the first, not this first year. I don't. I don't. It, it's a. It's a different beast. It's not the Welt. It's not anything else. It's not a hard one-day race. Obviously, it's. I um, do
2: one thing, however, I think that's the advantage of of Remco. Uh, for the tour is that I personally think the course is the three ground tours it's what suits him the best because it has less super steep climbs you know it has long climbs where you basically ride you can have you know you can you really use all your power for a long time um this. I, just, I just I would just like him to change his way of riding a little bit his way of racing you know like be more conservative and uh look at the race as a three-week race and not 21 one day races right um that's obviously also something that his team needs to work on but um I'm, I'm curious I'm not gonna make a prediction I think he can um he said it he said it he said you know he probably he, he wants to try top five. And I think that's that's an achievable goal for his I, first. I,
0: participation. I would agree with him on that. Look, I I I, I put Pogachar, Bengagard, and Roglic in a whole nother class, mm-hmm. and Rimko is not in that class. Not for now. Not, not. Not for this first tour of his. He's no. just not. Those three guys stand alone. Now those, those guys are punchy and they take off, but Rimko stays
3: in his own head. And paces himself back again and again and again. That's when he seems to
0: have that one bad day. You cannot, you cannot but have a bad day true. on the Tour de France. Yeah. You just cannot, right? Uh, I I don't care how I think with age mask it or how much you think you can um, manage it, you just can't. That bad day is that means you get thirtieth in the Tour de France. Yeah.
1: Not But we've we've seen him. We've seen him on mountaintop finishes. Basically, ride those guys off his wheel for a sprint finish. So he's got the punchiness. Um, like you said, he does occasionally have that bad day, which races over in terms of GC. But um, he's he's living and learning and getting uh, another year behind him, uh, another year further away from his bad injury. Um, so I think uh, it'll be exciting to watch him at the tour this year. For sure, it's going to be an incredible tour to watch those guys go. Let's not let's not forget
2: about that crash. You know, we're we're we're. It's it's very easy for us to say, okay, I you know, but let you know he had this horror crash there in, in in tour of Lombardy, which could have ended his career could have ended his life. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see just, uh, but I think, I think the Belgian press will like what we say.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, and, and and if he ever were to get to a point where he could and does win the tour, now that is an amazing story. All of this pressure first tour win since Merckx, like that's, that's sort of, uh, that's an event of the century kind of thing yeah. for, for Belgian sport, for sure. So, Vance, uh, I'm going to
2: question you on your cycling history here. Where, who do you think the last Belgian Tour de
0: France winner was? Listen, let's talk, about let's, <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's talk about women's. Let's talk about let's talk about women's cycling. Lucien. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, the, nobody, remember, <laughs> nobody remembers him, right? Everybody, they, nobody compares Remco. To Lucien Benemp ever, right? It's always the next merch. Yeah, yeah, of course, of yeah. course. Yeah. That's that's the storyline. Um, interesting, and for those who haven't paid attention, so the, the women's tour, and we've seen this, which thank God it came back, it's been amazing, right? The women's tour, which uh I think is um underpromised and over-delivered, right? In terms of uh, the reach with the audience. I think people have loved it. I think the racing has been fantastic. Uh, I certainly know I've enjoyed covering it. Um, but, but it's always these, at least these first two editions has been right on the heels of the men's tour finishing. And of course the very first year they men finished in Paris, women started in Paris. So it was right there together. Uh, this year they split up the locations, but did start them the same order. Um, this year is different, right? There's a two week break. Probably. I, I don't know exactly, but probably because of uh, the Olympics or the clothing ceremonies or something going on uh, in France, but now there's a two week break. I don't think JB, you, you brought it up in the pre-show. I, I don't think, I don't think that matters. I, I think what we've seen from the women's peloton and the action it's been, it doesn't matter if there's a break. That's I mean, just my I, view. I, I hope
3: people jump from one to the next. I just yeah. know how people are with habits. You know, when and we get into the first week of the tour, people are like, Oh yeah, the tour's on, let's go check out the move taking that break is not good. Like we, I think our audience just went right from one to the next. Now, maybe the Olympics, which we'll be covering, will help bridge that. So it's not out of sight, out of mind, Yep. but, but we'll do our, our best to keep the audience engaged in that, that two, three week period thinking about it.
0: And certainly looks like it's, it's Demi Vollerings right to lose. I mean, I don't, she's not getting any weaker. No, I mean, she's just she's, coming in. Yeah, yeah, it might be just I, coming I, I, to her to the front now agreed
2: uh, you know for uh, for grand tours and, and, and big stage races I think this is the this is the new Annemiek van Vleuten she's going to dominate the, the women's the women's cycling for a number of years to come um, I'm curious to see though you know like the, the dominance of her team you know on all different levels uh, having Lotto Kopecchi also there and then having uh, Lorena Wiebes for the sprint and, uh, Marlene um Time Trialist. I've heard sure. rumors that some of these ladies want to go look elsewhere, uh, leave the team and, and go to other teams. Name uh, you know, for example, Lotto Kopecky is rumored to to be looking elsewhere to go to maybe Visma uh, when, when, sense. Maria, when Mariana Voss will retire. Um, so that's going to be interesting. But I think it would be good if they're split up a little bit because I they, agree. They have so much talent in that team that yeah. sometimes it can be a bit, uh, a bit boring.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't hate that idea. Yeah. Uh, especially the idea of somebody testing the, 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 you know, the free agency market. Go ahead. Let's drive up, yeah. we'll drive up some salaries. So sure, uh, but sure. you're right. They, they, <laughs> they have a stacked team. Bo show.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: And then before we mention worlds, I, I do think I'm going to jump backwards here a little bit because we we've got to talk about Mark Cavendish. Again, this is yeah a big storyline that we're all interested in. Yeah. Top top three storyline, JB. Top three storyline of 2024. It's sure. funny. You know, I, I, watching, I agree. Watching this time of year on socials, it's like you think about Mark and all of he that he has accomplished. And you guys can relate to this. You're like, you've done it. You've had tons of success. And I see him on socials, like bunking with a roommate, traveling, d- racing right now. And you just got to go, oh my God, that's got to be so hard to sign up for. But
1: man, yeah, I, he's, he's, he's happy. He's in Colombia right now. He's been there for the last two weeks. And I'm actually having dinner with him on Sunday in Colombia. Going to go watch him in the last couple of stages. So um, I just haven't really seen him this happy and in this good of a place in a long time. Um, which typically with him, that means he's going to get some results. Um, And he's just, he's just fired up. He's uh, he's having fun right now, which is really important for a rider like that. So late in his career is uh, just to, just to keep it simple and have fun. And uh, once, once the pressure hits of the tour, he'll be ready.
0: I mean, think about it. We just said potentially one of the top three stories of the year. Well, the year is 365 days. Even I know that, right. All he needs is one day, just one day. Very crazy, no, no pressure, no pressure. Big pressure, <laughs> Mine, That's <laughs> that was, crazy. That, that's mean. a. I mean, when you hit, whoa, and it's not. You know, people could look at the tour. Oh, you have twenty shots. No, I mean, then you have to go down, and it has to be. There's a handful of stages. Right? I think that's it. It, it's the, the storyline has an unfortunate
3: ending that it won't. There won't be Paris. We won't get that that day. If it, you know. No. And, and, uh, because the tour is not finishing in Paris because yeah, of yeah. Olympics. that's a bummer. Cause that's, you know, think about a sprint that you've done over and over in your head. Right. George probably can relate to that. Something you've just knowed by like the back of your hand, probably yeah. replayed it mentally a th- million times.
0: That'd be cool. Anyways, if it was the last, although the last stage is not particularly easy, right? For the hey
2: George, I have a, I have a mission for you. Now, now you say you, you go to Colombia and having dinner with Mark. I want you to come back with, the compromise he's he needs to he needs to say yes to uh, an interview with us for the move legends. Okay. now I'll <laughs> get have him. To have him on the, we have
0: to have him on the show. All right. Well listen, if if he's coming on the move during the tour, I mean that seems like an easy ask. Should we, start, should we, should we aim higher? I don't I don't think that's a big stretch. <laughs> he's gonna <clears throat> let me ask my sponsor. <laughs> let me ask the Kazakhs. Guys, are y'all, are y'all cool if I you, you don't even... Okay, good. You don't know that? Great. I'm like, yeah, I can do it. No
1: problem. <laughs> They're like, what? Lino <laughs> loves you. I uh, I saw him in uh, Nice last September, and he said, please tell Lance I say hello. So I think he'd be fine with it.
3: And then what are you, oh, you guys oh, predicting for our 2024 world champion?
0: That'll happen in, in Zurich. Well, it looks... It's hard. Oh, you sent the stats. I mean, that's... It's hard It's hard. Zurich's a hard place. I remember we used to do the World Cup there, the GP Zurich. It is, is it hard? And it, I, I, you know, and I'm hoping or assuming it goes over some of those old iconic climbs, the Regensburg, yeah. and it does it does. It is very, very punchy. Yeah. Um what, what did you say the total vert was for the men's race? Four thousand five hundred. Okay, so fifteen that's for those thinking in feet.
1: That's fifteen thousand feet. That is that's a. Diabolical. That's diabolical. a yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: right. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to tell. I mean, right now it's too early to know who's going to be going well, but it's you know that's a, definitely a climbers' course. It's not going to be a sprinter's course, and it'll be one of those top GC guys that'll be able to, I think, ride right away from 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 the peloton there. I think it's a Bogachev course. Yeah, 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 yep. And Demi Ballering.
0: I mean, it depends yeah. how she comes out of the tour and how you know. Um, I mean, she's the best climber. So the last thing before we go, I I, I want to, this is not so much on the competitive side. I just, I'm kind of what you guys, and the, then gals that have listened forever know that I'm quasi uh, obsessed with just the management of the sport of cycling, the investment in the sport of cycling, the model, the business model of the sport. It's, it's, it's broken, right? It's a complete disaster. And you probably also know that that I love the game of golf. And so it, I, you could combine the two and you know where I'm going with this. You've seen all of the activity in golf with with the creation of, of Live Golf, which was, of course, funded by the Saudis, spent billions of dollars to, to create a rival league. Um, now, I just see the headline the other day that that uh, PIF, which is the, the investment fund from the Saudis that invests in sports. And I, I don't want to get into the politics of this. We can do that on another show. Um, I, I just want to stick to the headlines there. The, the headline said that they're looking to invest. What was it? 200, $270 million, $270 million into the sport of cycling. I would, I would, I, I don't know anything about this. It does not surprise me. Mm-hmm. um you, you've also seen these rumblings in the sport of tennis uh politics aside um stigma aside if this is true that will shake up the sport of cycling and yeah. i don't know how that looks and feels and how that plays out but to i don't know about y'all but 270 Milski, right that's paper right that's real paper
2: that's the that's basically Almost the total budget of all the teams together.
0: So okay, so and I uh, I don't think that's a bad thing, right? I, I I and y'all have heard me talk about this forever that we have to imagine this sport and 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 view it in a different light and approach it and structure it especially in a different way. And when you come throwing money like that around, wow! Yeah, uh, I, I don't again. I don't know where this ends up. Could be something. Could be absolutely nothing. But. That's real money, and I, I just want to put it on y'all's radar. And by the way, it, it it won't just be the Saudis, right? Think about this sport, right? What What is the second or third biggest team in the world? UAE, right? We all know. Sheikh Taknoon runs that. He loves cycling. He bought Konago. He's It's his team. Don't think for a second. He's not sitting back going, well, what does 280 get me? Or three seventy. What
3: is this? How do you hypothetically? What does this look like? How does it play out? Does it
0: look at oh. the new, new league? Uh, well, all roads run through ASO. There's just, just there's no way. Around.
2: There you have it. That's I, I was I was waiting to say something about this.
0: You know? All roads lead to ASO, and this I'm sure they don't love those headlines. Um, look, the PGA Tour didn't love. The, the the 18-wheeler that ran over them would live, right? But everything has to run through ASO. Forget, even forget the UCI. Nobody even needs the UCI, right? ASO is the current king. They own the tour. It is their race. Without the tour, you have no sport. But with that race, you have the entire sport, right? That is what they're thinking. Just putting it out there, putting it on y'all's radar. I am closely paying attention. Super curious.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I think I think it's going to have a few hurdles to pass. You know, for the moment, I see that there's six big teams involved. Um, uh, personally, I don't think that's the right way uh, because um, we all know that solidarity amongst teams will never happen. Um, there, there'll be a few hit and misses, in my opinion. And ultimately, for the moment, ASO is not part of it. As long as they're not part of it, it's not going to happen. Right. Uh, but they will ultimately be part of it. Uh, otherwise, there's not that's I mean, um, anyways, money, money buys not everything, but a lot. So, well, I
3: want to tell this our audience real quick uh, before we part ways. Thank you for tuning in. Like and subscribe. Pass it on to your friends. Go check out some of the other shows we've done recently. There's a new uh, Sean Yates Legends interview. Mm-hmm. It is well worth checking out. You already teased it out. Ecky's coming right on the horizon keep your eyes out for that and uh and then uh, right around the corner the uae tour will be covering on the move
0: awesome all right all right guys thanks a lot thanks for tuning in y'all have a good day thank you, thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs>